0: Welcome to Beyond Norms. I'm your host, Vanessa Candioti. Beyond Norms is about having conversations with changemakers, shakers, movers, enabling us to see life from a different lens, as if somehow we're able to do something we've always longed for, but never allowed ourselves to do it. So buckle up. I hope you enjoy our conversations. And don't forget to subscribe and to write your comments. With love, Vanessa. Hello everyone, welcome to episode six of Beyond Norms. I am your host, Vanessa Cantioti. Today I have the honor to welcome Sarah Basha, who is an astrologer, an artist, as well as a mentor for many. Um, Sarah is uh, Belgian, actually, and Albanian. No, she grew up in Belgium. Apologies. She grew up in Belgium. She's half Albanian, half Australian. She's based out of Portugal, and she gives uh, astrological readings to people throughout the world. She also holds bi-monthly moon ceremonies. Some of you have might have done it with me in the past: new moon and full moon. Uh, Sarah is the real deal bringing her astrological gifts to those ceremonies. And um, with no further ado, let's welcome her. Hi, Sarah. Thank you, Vanessa. Hi. Hi, everyone listening. (laughs) Um, So today, very much, I want to find out more about astrology and um, share with whoever might listen. First of all, what is astrology and Is it a perfect science? You know, can people do a reading and know more about their life? Can you give us, in a nutshell,
1: how you sell your art, please? Mm -hmm. So I don't sell the art. It's actually one of the most ancient arts uh, in the world. Um, It was, in ancient times, uh, associated to medicine, but also to astronomy because, of course, it uses the stars. And every planet is associated to part of the body. So, uh, you know, way back when, a lot of our philosophers, Plato, uh, you know, even Jung, which is more modern, used astrology as a language to understand individual kind of motivations, but also what was happening in the world outside. So a bit like the Egyptians who watched the sun, it's the same thing. That's like the earliest, you know, easiest form for us to understand what astrology is. It's just watching the sky, right, and how it translates inside ourselves Um, you mentioned how um every planet is connected to a
0: part of a body yeah can you say more about that please yeah
1: so i'm I'm a novice with medical astrology but it intuitively uh has appeared because i i've seen it um expressed in in our lives and within myself so um the body of course you know starts with the crown and then all the way to the feet and um Every area of the body is associated to a sign and therefore also to a planet because every planet is associated to a sign. So, for example, Aries, which is the beginning of that uh, circle, if you can imagine the zodiac circle, is the head. That's it's the beginning. It's the me thinking about myself, you know. So often Aries people are a lot in their head, not like in a thinking term, but they have, you know, charismatic faces, faces. Um, you know, you notice them, they're, they're, they may have injuries to their head if they have a strong like Aries, you know, or or like their face can be, you know, um, touched. And then Pisces, which is the last one, is actually the feet. And so uh, in Chinese medicine, the foot is kind of the, the summary of the whole body. Well, in astrology, it's kind of the same thing. The Pisces is a circle that leads to… The, uh, the, the oneness and the everything and so the feet is that that part of our of our body mm, interesting
0: interesting um, so I've had the honor to have uh, my chart my astrological chart done with you i.e. I've had to submit my hour of birth date of birth and where I was born and then from these Um, input you were able to you know give me rough lines as to what my soul wants where I've been through and and maybe where I want to go towards never your your gift I think was always you you share a lot from your intuition but never telling to your client this is what will happen you very much empower others to say this could be something you want to look into. Um, Can you please share how astrology came upon you or came into your life? And, you know, if anyone wants to know more or have a reading, how do you work? And and what would you say is your little golden nugget that you share in your readings? Mm
1: So um, astrology, I think I was born... With uh, Ingling for Astrology, because when I, one of my earliest books that I received was uh, a book that's dated to 1987, a gift from my mom, and it's called In the Beginning. It's a beautiful book about uh, origin stories from around the world. And I remember quite vividly being this kid that would sit in my bed and try to make sense of the sky and the world. And so I'd be sitting there and, and I ask her, like, what's after the the sun you know or, and she'd say well you know it, there's another solar sun yeah but what's after that and then I was interested already then um in religion and understanding, you know, the stories and asking whoever I knew was a bit, you know, religious. In my family, everyone was very open, but no one was explicitly religious. So I would kind of glean it out and ask them. And then I thought, but what is this the idea of this man sitting on a throne at the end of my solar system? It doesn't make sense. So I was, it was kind of, kind of anxiety inducing for a little child, but I was very curious. So I think that curiosity of the sky and making sense of things was, I just, was born that way um and then i have memories of reading my astrology my horoscope like weekly and sending it to all my friends and all my colleagues and starting to discern what the patterns were in what i was seeing right in people uh and and comparing them to what i was and and also where it wasn't true right um and then i think the the real kind of catalyst was when my dad passed away uh, and he was, you know, one of my closest friends and spiritual, you know, uh, guide. He guide on a, on a supermoon in Aquarius a couple of years ago. And a lot of things aligned. I was reading up on the supermoon just kind of naively, interested already, but it just made so much sense. I was understanding that on a micro level, my individual level, I was shifting from a masculine energy to a feminine energy, because in a household of only women, I was seeing how we were going to have to empower ourselves uh, more, right, without this masculine figure in the house. Uh, And also how it was more about group and not so individual. So that was like a click. I realized, okay, this is what it is. This is the thing I've been studying and reading self, you know, on my own time reading books about, I need to study this. And so I kind of, uh, I started my certification in astrology that way what i i think um also is true with astrology sometimes and this is like a honest awareness about myself is that i think in that child that's looking at the sky and being a bit you know afraid there is an element sometimes when we get interested in these things of trying to reassure ourselves you know that there's a path or reassure ourselves that you know that it's not just nothing or the void or you know there's an element of fear perhaps sometimes and um that that was also key for me in realizing that there's nothing to be afraid of like it's not a science in the sense of like a I mean no science is static right it's just energy and it's what you do with it and how you perceive it that influences the turn of events it's not the event in itself right it's what's that saying it's not uh what happens to you but how you respond to it that's important I think that's a little bit also with astrology it's like more self-awareness, but not a, a static thing that defines who you are and what you, you know, what your life is going to be. So I think that is also, I've noticed that like people can, can arrive really afraid, looking for answers. And that's always a bit of a red flag for me. Um, Because it's normal to be afraid. We are afraid. We were born, you know, it's kind of scary thing to be born and to be alive, but it's also a really exciting thing. So um your other question was, what is a nugget? Building on what I just said, I think it's really understanding that um, fear is a block for whatever it is and that if we can acknowledge it and be like okay so I'm afraid of the vastness of the universe I'm afraid that you know there's nothing uh, you know the void then we can kind of use that as a vehicle to be like okay so I'm going to learn about astronomy I'm going to learn about astrology I'm going to learn about why I'm afraid is some of this inherited or is this mine was my mother afraid of like dying and I felt it when I was in her belly like what are the reasons for those fears so we can untangle them and like release them um so do you help your clients um find basically a
0: way that maybe the fear is the message and what can we do with that fear in order to turn it maybe into some kind of power or empowerment Uh, is that also in line with The type of mentorship that you're doing, uh, talking about using whatever issues come up and aligning it with how can we align whatever shows up with our values and and get more more empowered out of all
1: of this. Mm-hmm. So I use the example of fear, but because that's a personal one. But I think for other people it could be desire or craving or longing or resentment. It's like the whole range of emotions. Whatever emotion you feel is, a, as, as you say, is a symbol, is a, is a symptom, is a, a message, right? To go into that more, understand it more, uh, sit with that more. Um, so it really depends. So for every every reading, every person, whatever the kind of reason of, of curiosity it's different. It's very, it's very personal. Um, And yes, I hope that uh, it's about empowerment. I think mostly whether it's, I'm thinking about the moon circles or the readings or even mentoring, which sometimes is more business focused. So people come in wanting help, you know, on their values, mission statements, and how do I communicate that to the world? That's more, you know, practical. The, The red line for me between those things is understanding that you have the answer and the answer is aligning with your, you know, your heart and what you know to be true for you. And when we live with others, it's trying to find where does my kind of map, my soul map fit in with, with others, whether that's my children, my partner, my colleague, you know. Um, I think that's kind of the work that that we do in either readings or moon time or mentoring. It's really kind of asking questions more than than uh, giving answers, just kind of nudging people in and defining what it is that's important to them in this moment, right? It can be different at a different time, but in this moment, what is, you know, that message? What is that emotion that you're having? What does it mean? What is it revealing? And what are you going to do about it? Right. Or not. You're also allowed to do nothing and just receive. But if you want um, answers, you know, like a solution given to you on a on a platter, that's not going to happen. I mean, you're a coach, you know that's the whole you don't it's the socrates method of trying to you know find your your answer and trusting a lot like really trusting because i think deep down inside be you know we really know like i think that humans are born trusting and loving and so it's kind of reconnecting to that inner child that knows that even if i don't understand how vast this world is uh, and even if it sometimes feels scary, it's actually the most exciting thing to be, you know, in human form. Like just I just think it's amazing, you know. Like when you I mean your mom, like when you watch little kids and they're learning to do all these things, like that's us, but just a bit older and you know, a bit bigger, but it's the same thing. Mm, beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty um Complex, to say the least. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's true that um, having uh, assisted as well as um, cooperated on the moon circle with you, um, you share, uh, you create a space so that people participate, somehow get clarity. Uh, There is a, a big journaling part. There is a... Guided meditation part. There is just even the way you speak. There is the fact that it's. If you're living in Europe, it's usually pretty late in the day. Uh, Very early in Asia in the afternoon in the in on the Pacific coast. Um, So I've only attended it in Europe, but uh, I always feel like there is a. We're in some kind of sacred bubble and the way you call in all of the elements and you create that circle and you make it a sacred circle and and somehow clarity comes comes over and it's um I've done it twice I've had clarity twice and um But then the other thing is, we can do as many readings as we want and get as much clarity as we want. It's what we do with those insights, because I'm sure you've done work with uh, people who keep receiving messages that maybe they don't step up to. to. Can you tell us more about that? And why is it that the human brain is so um, resistant? to stepping up at times towards what our soul really desires and instead we stay in our zone of comfort, so to speak, and do what society more asks us to do or what we think society wants us to do. Can you tell us more about those discrepancies, please? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so... um To go back just one minute on the thing about the sacred space and and holding, I often I say like the the moon time. For me, I've had wonderful teachers, uh, you know, witches um, and others, you know, and spiritual teachers who essentially say the same thing, which is, you know, whether it's in meditation, sitting in stillness. But for me, it's been the moon time. So spending time with the moon on my own has been really important. Can you tell us what is the meaning of the moon, please? Yeah, so the moon is, uh, and that's where the sacredness and the, and the clarity comes from. The moon is our, you know, our second luminary. So we've got the solar masculine energy in the in our solar system, right? And then we've got the moon, which is the other one. And she's the feminine one. She is our inner world. She represents our emotions and astrology. She will represent the mothering energy. So, um, you know, that's the, literally like the light on my inner world, and the inner world is equally as important as the sun, because we wouldn't have, you know, of course, we wouldn't have the our solar system without the sun, but we need the moon as well to, to understand that things are turning, that the cycle, the rhythm comes also from the moon. Um, And so, sitting with moon time and understanding, I always love to see her, we are, you know, collective subconsciously the moon as a full moon, that big circle. Of course, she's not always, you know, in the full moon state. But I I like to evoke her sometimes because it's easy for us to imagine her as a mirror, you know, this circle mirror that's like behind, uh, you know, above us. And so, we can just sit underneath her light and go inwards as a rhythm that is more quiet than the sun. Like when you're sitting in the sun, you feel your body expanding with the moon. We kind of settle in and we, our breath kind of calms in. There's something wondrous to look at the moon. I don't, I don't know. Just, but like that, that inner rhythm that slows down, allows us to tap into to those answers that we're looking for and they may not always make sense and it requires time the moon also re- reminds us that it, we need time we need at least one month or you know multiple months depending on if you're working with a theme or an energy right so there's a sense also of time that i think is important with moon and that's the sacredness but the sacredness comes in everything so you were saying like how do you empower people who may be getting a lot of messages I think at least in the way that I exchange or interact with people, it's like to really break it down. So you almost like you, you rewire the brain to break down that big desire goal that you think is, in that, you know, impossible or that the world doesn't want you to have or whatever, and you create like really practical things. So in my life, for example, many, many years ago, um, part of my own existential like shift and radical shift of lifestyle came because I was in meditation and I I can't explain to you why or how it happened, but I had a vision, very clear vision of my, what looked or felt like my future self. I have no idea why this image came to me, but I saw children, I saw a land I did not know, and I was working with my hands, like all this stuff I didn't know how to do. Um, And what I was like, was like, my goodness, this is not possible. It felt good, but this isn't me. And then also, even if I wanted that, how do I do this? Like, it's too far away from what I am today. So I noticed something in that vision was that I was having a really healthy breakfast. Now, I'm the kind of person who, old me, used to skip breakfast entirely and run out and like work, you know? Uh, and grab many coffees. So I said, Okay, well, let me start with having breakfast, because it sure looks fun. In this vision dream that I had, I'm going to start reading up like breakfast recipes and stuff. So I started with the smoothie thing and like pancakes and things that are really fun. And so I, I sometimes tell people like pick that one thing that evokes that feeling and start there. And like that leads to something else, you know, like it's not a So breaking it down, it's really practical. Like that's magic for me. It's the very practical things of our everyday life where we put our attention and time and energy and then that creates a ripple effect. And the next thing you know, you're living in Portugal in a sunny place, you know, working with your hands or doing something completely different out of an office, you know?
0: Mm. That sounds like a really useful Information and advice. I think we, like you said, we always get a bit overwhelmed by how can I make so many changes? How can I leave what I have? And, you know, I have a family, I have a partner, I have this. And maybe we can start with what we have right here. And how can I make this moment a little better
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and more aligned with what my soul is calling for?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How do we listen to to what our soul is calling for, Sarah? How do we get those messages or visions?
1: Um, Well, I think it really is in quiet time. And a lot of us are afraid of quiet, you know? I mean, you, you guide people in meditation. It's quiet, just sitting, you know, just sitting for just three minutes a day. Three breaths, you know, we do this often in our multiple circles, but just three breaths and just seeing how that feels and tapping in with our bodies. Is, is that shoulder, you know, uh, feeling something? Does that mean something if it's on my left side of my body? Am I feeling sorrow today or joy? Like just sitting with literally like, you know, three minutes. And um, But I think that, yeah, people are afraid of, of, of silence of that silence that feels like solitude but then when you realize when you sit enough in stillness you realize that you're never alone you know why are you never alone um well in my in my case i you know i'm really i'm openly now mystical i don't i believe that we are connected to all energy and whether that is our answers the planet you know the plants the flowers the birds Uh, the people that we love, you know, I mean, especially this year, it's been difficult for us because we've been disconnected to people that we love, but you never, like, when you just think about them, you know, if you close your eyes and and imagine them in front of you, instantly feel your body kind of expand and not feel alone, you know, and if you don't have a family, um, you know, just sitting with a tree, like, I'm openly now a tree hugger, uh, but a thousand million years ago, someone in a corporate job told me, that he was a tree hugger and I thought it was kind of unusual and I thought, okay, I'll try that. It wasn't for me, but like I, you know, I sit and talk to my tree every morning and sometimes I hear the tree tell me, you know, something. And usually it's really, and of course, it's not like the tree. It's my inner self, my higher self, energy, whatever, you know, and some people speak to God, some people speak to birds, trees, whatever to themselves. And that's fine. You just pick one of them that you kind of listen to and trust. Really trust. Mm. Also, that's something. It's the trusting. Like often, in moon time or even in readings, like I'll tell someone, like, did you notice something? And then they they brush it off, like, yeah, but that's not possible. Like I I heard this song on the radio, and it doesn't mean anything. But you notice. Like the fact that you noticed is that that's the message. You know, what is that song or word evoke for you? What is it? You know. And allowing yourself to be curious enough to not receiving everything super clearly, you know, in an email with a bullet point to do list, and um, yeah, trusting. Mm. Trusting. Why do
0: so many of us struggle to trust, though? Is it um, the conditioning, the way we were raised? saying you need to be afraid of that you need to be afraid of that maybe we had parents that were not trusting themselves and it's deeply ingrained in us is it um something that comes from our ancestors is it from the stories we've had in this life as an as adults or teenagers what what's your co- what's your seeing on that That's a really
1: good question because, of course, it's like fear, right? Or trust is is the key to, you know, empowerment. And Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I I think at this stage with the year that we had uh, my own research and reading and reflection on my own journey and others, I I think there is something because you evoked it. And so maybe that's why I'm bouncing on it. But I think there is this thing about, you know, collective and individual trauma And uh, it's survival, right? Our brain wants us to survive. So therefore it kind of creates this block and therefore fear. Fear is just an expression of of trying to protect us, right? Trying to, uh, yeah, trying to keep us safe. And so keeping us where we know we are, you know, right here now, we don't know what the future is. So let's not go there, kind of, let's not be too. So, yeah, I think some of it is probably internalized uh, ancestral Um, individual you know it's hard to like get your heart broken and then and then trust you know just that like as an example like trusting someone to you know to truly love someone and to be loved when you had your heart broken is really difficult but yet we there's a point where we need to try again you know like when you horseback ride they say get on again um but yeah i think so i i don't know i'm not quite certain but i think there is something about trauma
0: yeah and um somehow though the deeper we get on this spiritual path or wanting to live in a way that is more uh about listening to our soul and what is uh what is what is it to be living more in alignment with our values or our calling the deeper we are on this path, the harder it becomes to somehow uh, um, connect with the way society and uh, you know consumerism and all of this is built on. And then at the same time, it becomes also lonely. I hear a lot of people telling me, "I don't like this route because it is so lonely. I don't get anymore to." pick up the distractions i used to pick up and and feel a relief out of it even if i try it doesn't taste as good or i don't get to go and spend money to um to distract myself again even if i don't necessarily have a lot of money and and feel and come home and feel at peace no it just doesn't work that way anymore the more we become aligned with our soul's purpose or enter that route of living in accordance with our values, uh, the more pushed against the wall we are, the harder it is actually when we don't surrender or we don't trust or we do something that is completely outside of the lines of what is for our soul. And the higher the price we start paying. And um, if I may say my belief Often is that depression is very much about living in a way that is so it that is very much not aligned with our truth and our values, and it's putting you know that pressure on ourselves that make us um yeah, feel depressed basically. Um as soon as we start going back into a way or a, a lifestyle or a way of living that is in line with our nature. And I often, there is this uh, psychiatrist I listen to regularly called Kelly Brogan who talks about, you know, meditation, finding stillness, doing activities that, you know, you hear the messages of your soul in the end. You know, whether it's also diet, movement. uh, Once you start doing all this, for sure things start to recalibrate inside not only of our body but of our mind and and all of a sudden we start shining and that's probably when we look radiant um my wish for sorry for the noise my wish for us all today is that as we um you know have our reading with astrology like you share and and Tap into some kind of uh, you know, wisdom about what we need to do to in order to feel more connected, or whether it's astrology or it's an other ancient art or do anything, we can live all live more in truth and more aligned to our values. But it is really difficult. It is difficult because we need to make a living, because um, the trust part especially when we don't have the trust part it makes it so much more difficult because at the end of the day sometimes in order for things to really switch you need to surrender completely and say okay i don't know who or what is in charge here but i will just surrender but when it's not just yourself anymore when it's you have the family it makes it a little more complex. I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you, sorry, again, uh, my phone keep going out. I don't know if you um, uh, do readings where you are facing people who need to surrender more and, but, or, you know, what can you say about the society we live in and that need to maybe Take one step, surrender, take one step and and maybe trust, yeah, and learn to trust.
1: Well, you talked about a a number of things that are really important and you shared a couple of weeks ago uh, about Martha Beck's new book, you know, on integrity, about the title of the book, but she evokes that, like how not being in your authentic self leads to illness, right, Disease or depression or... um, and I think it's important to understand that because um, we're talking about astrology, but there's therapy, you know, all sorts of different kinds of therapy, physical therapy, mental therapy, and all of these things are tools to help us uh, release and, you know, be more aligned. So I think it's important to understand that regardless of whether you do, you know, work with any kind of healer or, you know, or therapist is that. Uh, Or astrologer. Yeah, we're not, you don't have to do any of this alone, right? None of it. Um, Whether it's a friend that you talk to, or, you know, like we need to ask for help when we need it. And it changed, like the kind of help that we need changes now we we don't i think it's important also especially this year astrologically i've mentioned this a couple of times to not rely on others to give you the answer your answer so be careful relationships when you're with the healer where the healer or therapist is like it's like a new form of codependency right like they have the answer no you have the answer they are the guide they're going to you know walk you through the journey of more self-awareness um so I think that kind of work, like working with others is important, but also finding a community. I, you know, often yes. I am not very lonely on my journey. Aloneness is something uh, I've explored for many years, really, like on my own. And, um, and yet I had like friends or whatever, but there's some journeys that you, that are inner that you're doing on your own. And you cannot sometimes verbalize them in a way to explain that you're going through this change or going through this loss or going through this thing that you can't even, you don't even really find words for, right? But um, like in those moments, I think, you know, one of the greatest experiences of aloneness that I had was real massive heartbreak i thought i was supposed to get married and i got basically ghosted and I was on my own and for several years i tried to understand why i got into this relationship uh, and thankfully why i was you know released from this relationship but what it meant about who i was and what i needed you know and so like everything has a reason i think it's a learning opportunity but I needed, uh, I, I saw a therapist at that time. I learned about mindfulness. I discovered Titan Tan's work and it was like mind opening. Uh, I started noticing trees, you know, like it's just, you know, and then you build on these things. But um, I'm sorry, I forgot the second bit of your question. You were saying about trusting and the I think world. You of
0: were perfect with your answer, yeah.
1: Sarah. I think it's community. Like today, I don't mm-hmm. feel so alone. Now, yes, I feel a bit weird and I, I'm very and I own it. And I'm still practicing owning it, but I do it also because as a mother, I think that it's important to model, but also not even as a mother, like as a woman, I'm part of a feminist group, like modeling what it is to go after my dreams and be afraid, but still go for it, or modeling what sexy can be like at 40 and not be, you know, slut shamed for it is also important. Like modeling, you know, We, we were talking about other things before, like. Uh, modeling not only for myself but for others so that they can also model for me things that I'm learning we're always learning and so I don't feel so alone I I'm, I feel so blessed like the more I'm on my path the more people like I we haven't met in you know whatever 20 years we were friends when we were kids and and we have you know and this year you came into my life so I think it also is about like alignment being more in alignment you you attract people that speak your language, resonates, you know, reverberate to your, your wavelength. And that's fine. And it may not be like, we don't need a hundred million people to believe like us or think like us, or even, I mean, even those that we attract, we don't want them to give us, you know, yeah, you're great. It's awesome what you're doing. I I believe in what you're saying. It's rather we just need a sense of being held and not being alone, right on this journey. So Mm. Like, find your people is also something I often say. Like, find your people. Even if that's just one person, find that person, you know? Mm, Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, because
0: I went on and on about and probably reflecting my journey with uh, aloneness and being on that path. And then you snapped me out of it in an instant talking about you're not alone, you've got people around you, you've got community, you can do this with a therapist, if you can afford not afford a therapist, you can do that with a friend, and you can always find somebody to talk to, or you can journal even. Um, I want to, as we're coming to uh, closing our time together, I would like to um, share your website for people who want to sign up for your bi-monthly ceremonies that are called Sisters of the Moon? Would you
1: share uh, the, your website, please, where people can sign up? Yeah, so um, I'm going to be really transparent and honest. The Sisters of the Moon is a closed container for the moment. So it because I'm intuitively based and it requires me to be kind of attuned as well, um it's not an open open circle per se so i i'm open to it people can reach out and ask and then they put on a waiting list and essentially i look at their chart and understand why it is that they what what it is that they really are seeking often they are just seeking um you know an answer that they're looking for or time with themselves and so I then direct either to reading or to uh, the audio guides, which is like uh, Moon Time by Your Own Time. So it's like the circle, the sisters of the Moon content, but that you download and you do it uh, on your own. And I'm available to kind of guide, and people can ask me questions, and we can. Look that's up. amazing. So the website is my name. It's really easy. Uh, it's www s a r a h basha b a s h a Dot com, and there's a there's an astrology um, section, and it's on those uh, on those sections. There, there's the astro magic, which is the circles, and then there's astro healing, which is the do it yourself, and then there's also a contact page where I'm really open. um often on Instagram. People, if they're there, can you know really? I'm. I think that we. This is part of like the journey, is that sharing what you know, uh, exchanging. So, you know, it's easy for me to, I don't have to do a whole reading. I can tell people, well, right now, this thing, you should check out this thing. And I'm not, you know, it's not, uh, it doesn't require a whole lot of time mm-hmm. pay from me.
0: So, um, guys, Sarah is not only uh, amazing in her reading, but she's also generous. She will often have a peek at your chart and say, oh, maybe that's why you're struggling. You should focus on that. Mm-hmm. And um, she's generous with her information, with her time. and I really, highly recommend a reading with her if you need you've never done an astrological reading or you just would like to you know explore and go, go a bit further into what you're going through. Uh, the mentorship can go hand in hand with the astrological reading as well. We didn't get to speak about your art but that would be for another time. Um, again, sarahbasha.com, S-A-R-A-H-B-A-S-H-A.com is uh, where I would invite you to check out and it's a pretty website too. So Sarah, thank you for uh, telling us about your wisdom
1: oh, and great. the
0: wisdom you seem to share. Thank you. You made me very comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> no I, I hear a lot of people who i asked to be interviewed who are like but what do i have to share i have nothing to share you have so much to share thank you it's been my longest interview thank so you. believe me you've got a <laughs> lot to share maybe because i have somebody helping me with my baby right now <laughs> but anyways you have so much wisdom to share and this I sense that this is just the beginning for you. You are on a mission. And um, and if you happen to be in Portugal, you can knock on Sarah's door maybe. And if you're just uh, somewhere on the other side of the world, she does a great job having gone to an international school at connecting, thinking like I do, that the world is our oysters. So sending you many blessings.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, everyone.
0: And uh, see you next week for a new episode. Bye-bye. Bye.